Hi guys and welcome back to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You have your favourite trio, me, Jerry, the lovely Diane and of course our lovely Clarissa. How are you guys doing this week? All good, all good, just getting on with it. And the nice weather's approaching so happy days to be honest, happy days. Good, good. It's, it's so nice to hear the word trio. It's actually so nice. <laughs> that's, that's what we are. Yeah. It's so nice. But um, yeah, I'm all right, you know. I think I'm tired, but um, Easter's coming up and it's a time to kind of rest a little bit and work a bit, but not be so tied down to mm. a schedule. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I can't lie. I'm kind of feeling happy that I'm a Monday to Friday off in this time because I'll actually get to enjoy the bank holiday. And yeah. it makes such a difference, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, like you're like everyone else for once in life. So when the yeah. day parties come back, you can also go to the day parties on <laughs> Sunday and Monday. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's so true. I just need to get Clarissa's schedule of no Mondays, and I'm good. Like oh, I need that. Listen, we it's all need so that. Good. <laughs> isn't it like so oh, good? Isn't it like a Sweden or somewhere that want to introduce a four day week? I don't think that would apply to nursing. Portugal. Portugal, I think, yeah. Do you know how great or that Spain. would be? Somewhere. Oh God, somewhere in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> that wants to introduce a four-day week. That would be, be so amazing. great. I know it wouldn't mean nothing for us that work in the NHS, but, you know, we can dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm glad to hear you're both doing lovely and well. How are you? Me, I'm good. I'm just, you know, plodding along as always. But no, like Clarissa said, the weather and everything is just beginning to brighten and warming up. I'm just excited that soon we can meet for a picnic. Oh, that'll I be know. lovely. Can't wait. Yeah. Bring loads of food and oh. some drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. I think I can't lie, even like the clock's going forward, because it means the hard days are longer, you just feel better. Like you can look outside yeah. the window and it's not dark. Yeah, right. that's so true. And it makes, I don't know about you guys, but I know just looking at it now, I just feel like ah, spring's upon us. The mm. badness of 2020 is officially gone. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you know, we yeah. move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do move. I hate working in the winter because you literally wake up in the dark. And when mm-hmm. you wake up, you're thinking, it must be 4 or 5 a.m. And it's not the right time. And then when you look at your alarm, you're thinking, why? Why is this my exactly. life? Exactly. <laughs> Say that again. I'm so depressed. And then when you leave work, you're like, it's dark. So when you see the light and when you actually think, when you actually wake up and it's bright and you're going home bright, it just, you feel much so much better. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, it's just so lovely to, for it, just to be able to look outside and be like, oh. It's, it's a, a definitely better. like a really, what do I want to call it? Like, your mood is lifted even if you're having a hard day or you're tired just knowing as you said there's daylight mm-hmm. you're just more awake you're more rejuvenated you're kind of just ready to go yeah Defo. you can say that again but I think it just well we've also got like a wow can I count Geraldine four-day weekend coming up <laughs> sorry yeah. guys I just had to make sure it was four <laughs> um like you said I'm so happy that when we're Monday to Friday is now Mm. that you can truly enjoy that Mm -hmm. I don't regret changing one bit like when I started the sexual health clinics from the wards I just feel I just felt like a new person I just wasn't tired I mean I'm still tired all the time but not as tired as I used to be Mm. and you felt the you felt the breakup between work and home life whilst when you're doing the long hour shifts it was just work constantly work 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 you just weren't able to switch off Definitely. I can't lie. I think with what you said, I agree. But working from home is not fun. No, 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 no. Not no, at I all. Like, I am not enjoying it. I wish I could go to the office a lot more. Mm, and just, I, think, I think that's like the one thing I miss. Because even if you're clinical or like in a, or just like you, Clarissa, like you're working in like a department that you physically have to be in, mm. just that break alone from home life, it breaks it up. So when you come home, you are home. I yeah. hear that, yeah. And not like you no, just turn off your laptop. Yeah, I, I think agree. if you're a work from home worker, you have to be very disciplined. You have to mm-hmm. stop working and actually put your laptop away and not use it. Otherwise, you the lines are the lines are blurred. Sorry. 
and yeah home is your office office is home and you don't have an outlet um and I find that I've had to be a bit more disciplined when I've been at home doing university that when it's five turn the laptop off the lecture's finished and have mm-hmm. at least two or three hours break away from it yeah like you said it all rolls into one that you literally be sitting in your front room and all you're thinking about is I've got essays to write yep or reports to write mm-mm Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. but anywho things are on the up which is fabulous i'm very giddy i'm really sorry guys it's just right. nice yeah. it's nice it's just nice the sun's out i can't lie those memes of people of it say of well, let me start again those memes saying that on the 12th of april people are going to be outside sitting in the rain eating their food i can't lie 100 legit gonna it's gonna happen <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> We can't run from it, even if we try. Look at where we live. Yeah, for real. But, but, but you know what? Let's not think of the negatives, but more so the positives. But going on to this week's topic, you guys might have heard in the ner- in the life of nursing news that the Scottish NHS are going to be receiving a 4% increase to their pay and also a £500 bonus. Do you know how great that is? Um, that 500 pound bonus is more than the increase that i'm getting can you what? believe but the increase yeah. we're getting it's By not it, it's not even our one percent increase this is just our yearly increment yeah on our current salary which is it's not our one percent because let's be honest no. then they're not going to do that for like the next 10 years and then in 20 years time they're going to tell us 10 years ago the year was a one percent pay rise i can't lie i'm burning as you can tell from my voice i am burning deep inside we work very hard of course we do and i think people under, i think people underestimate like it the mental burden it's not i mean i think burden is a strong term but I, it, it's mentally draining you know like we deal with people day in and day out we deal with all sorts of people all situations all issues and it does have a mental toll on us eventually and it's just it's not i don't think the government appreciates us at all no i no. i definitely agree with you and I think, you you know what, the word burden is probably right because, like, the people I know that, for example, have been redeployed to places, they're, like, mental frustration and stuff that they're going through. Mm. It's exhausting. And if that's, like, your permanent place of work, how do you even recover? This is it. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, I mean, we're not that, you know, the pay rise suggested for UK workers I guess British ones in England was what one percent and it makes you think that one percent can't even pay for therapy for those that have gone through trauma from working during these times now throw a spell in the works yeah go on but Priti Patel can pay 70 70 thousand odd on her eyebrows I don't don't, (laughs) no comment no comment mate no comment I even tried to think, is this microblading? Like, what? What, <laughs> Marissa, what <laughs> microblading are you paying? No, 70 I, I was trying, plus four. I was trying to calculate her expenses. I was like, all right, save 7,000. Let me just think about this. Microblading is about 300. And I was thinking, wait, but how many microblading do you need? How many Who are you going to? Micro- Who are you going to? What else? Threading is like two, four pounds, five pounds, exactly. ten pounds max. I just right? don't it. it just it doesn't add up. It does not add up. No. It just makes you think, why is healthcare at the bottom of the pile when it comes to paying people correctly? Yet the whole country was relying on healthcare to basically survive. If Literally. our healthcare system was rubbish and ill-equipped, which it actually still is, but worse than it is. And we were suffering so badly and people just thought, well, I'm not going to work. And we left people to die, which we would never do. What would you do then? What would you say then? But yet a minister who holds, who works in public service is spending public money because I think she's spending our taxes. Oh, for sure. She know, definitely is. Bonuses that they give themselves. And she has no shame. She can't even come out and be like, you know, I'm really embarrassed that I've spent so much money. She's got one child, one. Wait, I right? just deeped it. How much she spent on her on brows is more than our salaries. Yeah, a lot more. That's mad. Rishi flipping Patel 
Nah, is that's not Sunak. What's his name? Is he Sunak? Sunak, Sunak, Sunak. Yeah, Rich T. Sunak. His wife is a billion. Is a billionaire's daughter. He's, <laughs> I think, a hedge fund guy. These people have so much money, and I don't think they realize how demoralizing it is that they get to pass president over what they think we deserve. This it's, is a, mm-hmm. you know, it's crazy. One percent. One like what is one percent? What is it? Can't lie. Four percent sounds better, but I want the twelve percent that the that the RCM were pushing for. But don't get me wrong, I want more, but scrap all of what they're giving us give us more you can like you said they relied on us last year as healthcare workers to be on the quote unquote front line save lives and go through all sorts especially for like i guess people that work in different fields for example like us down or people that were working in mental health or whatever that were redeployed to other places like it's people are are working that in places that aren't even like their normal jobs or within their remit Mm-hmm. All, we're, all we're worth is one percent i think it's absolute bs if i'm honest so i just calculated what my one percent is and my one percent is only 376 pounds don't forget it's going to be taxed and that's going to be taxed imagine so what is that 376 say so this is before tax divided 12 that's a pistol it's only 31 pounds a month that, that's no. like one takeaway. Yeah. One takeaway. That's like one. one. <laughs> that can't even pay for someone's travel card. Mate, that is one takeaway. That is not exactly, and that is not even a weekly bus and tram travel card either. Not wow. at all. Wow. But yeah, we and, should be thankful for that. And and this and is the reason why the clapping for NHS was, was, was absolutely a joke. And when this all started, um, I remember people saying, oh, but don't you enjoy it? And I'm like, enjoy what? What am I enjoying? They're clapping me for a job that I was doing three years ago. Also, <laughs> clapping for me once had more of a feeling than you clapping for me for six, eight Every to 16 week. weeks straight. Everyone out there with their pots and pans. No, I tried like, the first time. I cried the first time. <laughs> and then the second time, I literally, I literally messaged my mom saying, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my room and you know I was so cringed out. I messaged my mom saying, please stop. And you know, they haven't even done it since. They haven't done it. And I don't blame them. It's so embarrassing. Uh, is clapping going to put food on our table? £31, you know, imagine. That's all we're worth with no extras. <laughs> At least in Scotland, the people, people are getting a bonus. Yeah, because didn't France do it? Like when things were at rife, they gave all their healthcare workers a grand. They yeah, did. It was a grand. But yeah, what do we get? Collapse. And Legit. told that there's and told that there's no there's no more money in the pot. But you know, so, looking at their expenses, there's clearly loads of money. So what's four percent? Three seven six times four. All right, that's a one thousand five hundred and four pounds divided by twelve. 125 pounds i can live with that to be fair that 125 is is the price of um um iphone airpods so it's not girl, it's not even just that that, that price covers <laughs> literally just covers our nmc subscription Maybe. that we have oh, to pay for real 120 a year and can you believe we have to pay for that as well 120 a year this i can't believe it. that and where's that else? money going People people don't count the expenses of a nurse. Like, so you've you already finished with debt of like 50 grand. These are the nurses that have no bursary, right? Mm-hmm. Your starting salary out of London can be as low as 21k a year. Yeah. Right? That's so upsetting. You have to pay £120 <laughs> every single year just for your name to feature on an electronic register. Imagine. And right. on this register, they like to name and shame you. I can't mm-hmm. believe I went on the I went on the NMC website and they have that name and shame where all of the nursing cases, the court cases are just for public display. That that's really demoralizing as well, to be honest. You know you can go and watch the them. Person's name, the pin, what say that again? You can go and watch them if they're in court. I don't know now with Corona and that, but you can you go can. and watch them. You can watch it virtually. What? <laughs> yeah, you can attend fitness to practice hearings. Imagine, but like, think of that expense. Then you have, then you have to revalidate. So if if you're not from the nursing or medical world, 
nurses now have to prove and midwives and midwives uh, have to prove that they're keeping their skills up to date and they're reflecting on their practice by is, yeah doing it every three years i think I, ours, is due this year. ours is due this year but i can't lie i think that's a good thing it gets rid of all the people that just like to stay on the end it i don't know to me it's extra paperwork oh no it's extra paperwork just do a lot of people aren't even thinking about what they're doing which sounds really awful to say but People are doing it to tick a box and keep their pain active. But how many of them are engaging with the continuing professional development and are really taking it in? Mm-hmm. And I think the worst part about it is, yes, no, it's not the worst part. Well, to be honest, I think it's a bit of both, 50-50. You can get any of your nursing friends to sign you off. This is it. With, without yeah. seeing any of their paperwork. You don't yeah. even need to submit the paperwork. I did it the right? first time in November. You don't, exactly. I did it the first time in November and literally I was sweating bullets. I was filling out all the boxes. I was filling out all my um, reflections. Come to the um, to the online thing where, you know, we had to tick. And that was mm-hmm. it. You just go you just, online, exactly. sign in, put in your friend's name or whatever. And I was like to my friend, is this it? And she's like, yep. yeah. She started laughing at me. She's like, why were you worrying? You were sweating bullets, literally. And I thought, this is the P take. What the hell? You don't need to submit this paperwork. At yeah, all. and let's let's put it out there is that you get no protected time to complete your reflections or no. your log of your no hours. Bit. You're expected to do this while you work full time, while you're doing probably courses and stuff at work, while you're being a mentor or practice assessor or supervisor to a student. You're and have a life, mm. right? Don't don't add on other expenses of trying to get to work and back. Then mm-hmm. I have an expense of paying for lunch because you might not always make lunch. You have to buy lunch. And even then, if you make lunch, you need to buy that food to make. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the money that we spend on shoes. Mm-hmm. We have to wear comfortable shoes mm-hmm. at work, right? Don't forget sometimes you can launder the uniform at work or you have to wash it at home. We have to mm-hmm. wash it in a separate wash. That costs money, right? No, they don't factor in how much sacrifice it takes. And there was an advocate would say, well, you chose to be a nurse. So why are you complaining? you know but at the same time we deserve to be respected the same way others do same if you idea. went if you went and did a course in a corporate in a corporate job and your expertise or your qualifications now increase you'll get a pay rise just because you've done more right Thank you. yeah yeah it's automatic well so and so is a financial analyst he's done he's or she done a specialist course they're now a specialist boom Go up 20, 10k, go up 5k, instant. But and he has no private. So, this is why I'm confused about the private sector. So, I've been on the NHS website and they're advertising private hospitals, mm-hmm. but nurse positions on the NHS website. So, you're still mm. getting paid the same, hired by the NHS, but you're still working in private hospitals. No, some, but some of those you can negotiate. My Could only you? thing is, yeah, some of, if you look closely, some of them, they're subject to negotiation and skills. My only mm-hmm. thing is, is my pension and mm-hmm. maternity pay. And I think where we're all like at childbearing ages in our lives, I don't know about you two, but for me, it's like the number one thing I'm thinking about because like I've got friends and family members who have also worked for the NHS or worked for companies sublet to the NHS and they don't have any of the privileges that we do. Mm. Oh, for real? Yeah, and it makes such a difference being told that you have to come back to work three to six months after you've had a baby or Mm. within six months to a year. Well, those are not in the private sector, you mean? Yeah, and I think with the private sector, they don't really tell you much. It's also like sick leave. Again, Mm. guys, I'm not saying just go off sick at random. But when you look at it, we're covered, like, you'll be paid full full pay for six months Yeah. for your sick leave before they start reducing your pay. Whereas mm. in the private sector, you may only be allowed one actual one actual sick, sickness period mm. for that whole financial year. It's, it doesn't make it easy at all. No. It's almost like you're being paid good money and you're in really nice conditions, you've got low ratio of nurse to patient, but you're gonna really it's a gamble yeah like you're taking this but this what you you risk losing but even so the pension are we well not um, you know god forbid anything happens to us but are we going to be allowed to see it the way that they're just changing things (laughs) or we're going to have to work till we're 75 god forbid we can see it what's the pension age now 
think it's 67. Okay, so I think we can retire 67. We can retire early, but we won't get our state pension, which we would have paid into through working in the NHS. But mm. I, I don't know. I mean, is there any is there any is there any benefit in having a private pension? Do they do they still tax you on it? That's mm. worth exploring. I have no idea. I don't really know. But and all I keep hearing is, you know, the NHS gives you guys one of the best pensions in the world, X, Y, Z, but... Do we see it? it. But, but my exactly. issue is, though, is will I be alive to enjoy it? Because if I'm being worked into the ground, you know, I'm dealing with unsafe staffing levels. I'm dealing with very sick patients. And as the world, I guess, spins on its axis and as we move into generation and we get more advanced, so do the sicknesses, so do the illnesses, so do the things that you see. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. me that comes from a Nikki background, you see stuff that people have never seen before. Exactly. You know, conditions and um, syndromes, babies that are now surviving longer. Um, you know, you have more more workload than you have staff. You're underfunded. You don't have enough equipment. You don't have enough space. And we're working so hard. And like you said, will we get to see our pensions even enjoy it? And how old are we going to be you know, in our sixties, we're not going to be running around up and down. I no, look at the, the aunties I, I work with. Be. The aunties I work with now and then, their forties, and you think I'm helping you out with computer stuff. Mm. You're not, and you're mm. what you still got another twenty years in you left. How Imagine. You, you know how they're going to keep up. I can't lie. I think this is where we're quite lucky to have gone into nursing at such young ages. Fair enough. We may not have thought they were young enough, but in comparison to the other people that we work with we can always chop and change careers, leave the nursing profession completely and go into other things. And it's not so much of a gamble. Yeah. In comparison to like our older staff members or colleagues, whereas they have full on lives and families and X, Y, Z. Whereas we're still like, yeah, I'm going to go and work in Dubai or I'm going to go, I'm going to leave nursing and go into a completely different field. I find that our current age, are a lot more riskier in taking these risks yeah because a lot as we know a lot of people just settle and a lot of people settle in nursing because you know whatever happens there will always be a job as corona has definitely proved that that regardless of your nursing background you can go and work anywhere and no one's going to stop you as long as you can do the job Mm. actually saying that because of covid how would you feel if they changed the nursing degree to just general nursing back to the way it was before where you did pediatrics you did a bit of midwifery and you bit you did a bit of adult nursing instead of it being uh into specialties as they are now i don't know i think me and dan have spoken about this many times and also i'm like so i'm spe- only speaking for myself there's part of me that thinks that would be a great thing mm. but then there's also part of me that's just like I personally probably wouldn't have done the course. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of me, like I remember in first year, before going to my adult placement, there was a part of me that was like, yeah, let me go and do adult nursing so that, you know, if I want to become a midwife or if I want to go and do X, Y, and Z, it'll be easier than being a peds nurse. But I think the things that we've learned being peds nurses, those are things that you can't learn just anywhere. Mm. I hear that. Mm-hmm. So even though... I still think like part of our nursing degree was kind of pointless but um there's a lot of things that we learned that they wouldn't I don't think they'd have the time to teach you if it was all general yeah because mm-hmm. you'd be getting a snapshot of every specialty that's yeah. true and, and I don't then... think there's a lot there's a lot there's one I don't think there's enough placements for us to be able to facilitate going to all these different type of specialities and stuff like that mm-hmm. but at the same time if we're going to flip it and look at what we've gone through it'd be really smart option to offer because Mm -hmm. you then mean you can put nurses anywhere without the limitation of I'm practicing in an area that I'm not actually trained in and my pins at risk and I'm scared to nurse this kind of patient because I don't do this on a regular basis but similar to, um, to Gigi like if that was the option I wouldn't have become a nurse because I knew I only wanted to work with children and I knew that from the jump, you were not going to swim me anywhere which how, like it wasn't going to happen, kind of thing. But what do you think about it, Clarissa? 
coming from an adult background coming from an adult background I think you guys hit the nail on the head I think I knew if I was going to work with children I don't think I would have been able to handle it I'm able Mm. to handle adults um emotionally for me anyway I haven't worked with Peter I don't know how I would be but I don't think I would be mentally and emotionally equipped for pediatrics whilst with adult nursing I am if that makes sense and also I think the main point that you two did say was you two probably wouldn't have been attracted to the course if it was just general nursing you guys were attracted to the fact that it was pediatrics that it was for children so you so that was what attracted you to your course. Mm-hmm. So if it was general nursing, yeah, the the attraction probably wouldn't have been there. Mm. You know, so would it have been there for you? Uh, I I I don't know. I don't know because I know when I did nursing. Well, to be honest with you, nursing wasn't the original course that I wanted to do. I wanted to do. First, I wanted to become, I wanted to do psychology and then it was midwifery. And then what led me to adult nursing was uh, the conversion. Mm-hmm. The um, Because if you were a midwife and then you wanted to become a nurse, that was three years. But from a nurse to a midwife, it was only 18 months. Yeah. But that's why I went into adult nursing, to be honest with you. And then I prefer adult nursing, to be honest, than to midwifery for now anyway. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so I don't, yeah, exactly. So I think if it was just general nursing, I probably would have done it anyway, maybe, because I was in the mind frame of, okay, I want to go into midwifery anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I think from the get-go, if I was to just choose a field of nursing, I don't know if general nursing would have caught my attention. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just the best way to look at it because I think when it was general nursing, a lot of people went into it, again, just to have a job. And yeah. I think like nowadays it's you have a passion for the role That's like true. a lot of adult nurses that I know that are around our age are like I enjoy working with for example I enjoy working with the elderly yeah and I know what I can do and I know how I can help them and they'll mm. still ask me questions like I don't know how you can work with kids but I enjoy working with kids and children exactly. and young people mm. because that's what fascinates me and that's what I enjoy yeah but I don't know. I feel like they might try and bring it back, but I don't know how it will truly run. And also, when you look at like the logistics of things, for example, like safeguarding, a lot of people, both peds, adults, whatever field, don't have a lot of time for it. As important mm. as it is, a lot of people don't like it. So the moment they see a safeguarding case, they run the other way. Mm. And if I feel like if it's a if general nursing is to come back, there's going to have to be a lot of input in what you're looking out for. For, specifically Mm-mm. for children safeguarding adult safeguarding and all the other things that come into play oh sorry in regards to safeguarding this is another thing that people don't understand that in our roles whether you're an adult you're a mental health nurse or pediatric nurse the amount of safeguarding that you put in is underestimated and people don't mm. understand that's just another that's just another job role within our field that we have to do yeah, and definitely. again, we just get a lousy one percent for safeguarding. Do you know mm-hmm. safeguarding is a big issue? Like, yeah, it's, big issue. It's, it's everyone's big, problem. Mm, you know, so that's another thing to highlight as well. It's not just the medical side of nursing. People think we do. We also do the social side of nursing, safeguarding, referrals, and everything. Think, think, people underestimate this. Think how many times a patient is more likely to disclose to you than a doctor. Or a family exactly. member, or a friend, you meet these pa- patients or clients at their most vulnerable. You get these people in an environment where they're not used to it. They're relying on you. You build up a relationship with them, especially if you're in an environment where they're with you for a long time or they see you often, right? Who prepares yeah. you for that? Who supports you with that? And as you said, safeguarding is everybody's business. And we safeguard all the time, even without even realizing you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You're always yeah. doing it. Um, and as you said, we're worth one percent for that. We're preventing a lot of how can I say wayward situations. We are mm. minimizing a lot of social determinants in the sense of people that can end up being what how can I say a danger to society. Exactly. Or we're catching people at the beginning of a problem 
and yeah. trying to support them through it you know and what do we get for it oh well that's your job you're supposed to do that do you 1%. tell footballers that that's their job or oh, you're supposed to kick a ball around and you can get a hundred thousand a week like it doesn't make no sense it's just it such a shame no it's just such a so, shame so in regards to the pay do you think the pay is this low because it's a national health service? Do you think we would get more if it was privatised? Or yes. do you think there should be an element of privatisation? Like maybe people need to be paying £25, £50 extra a month. What do you guys think? Well, what do you think? What's the resolution? What? I think I'm what very... Is, yeah. I think I'm very 50-50 on this because I feel mm. sad for like the old little old ladies or old gentlemen who are sitting there in their houses literally rocking in the ice cold weather. However, I think we have created a nanny state in this country, a complete nanny state that people run to NHS for everything and it's been used to the brim for every little thing So now we cannot cope and COVID has just kind of ruined it. Even further than it was. I think it would be beneficial if we did have some things people paid for so that people truly knew how much things cost. For example, like I know a lot of people don't know this. When you get the green FP10s or the green prescriptions from your GP, that's like I think it's either 75 or 85 pounds per prescription. But really? you want a yeah, but you want a GP to fork one out for you to buy paracetamol because you want it for free. Like whereas paracetamol, you can get the box for under a pound. Yeah, it's these little things. I think we've created such a nanny state that people just run to the NHS with all their problems, all of them, mm. and they're not coming with any solutions. They just think it should be dumped on the NHS. In terms of like mental health and stuff, don't get me wrong. I think it's that's a very underfunded service. Yeah, that they just keep that they just keep chipping away at, and that's probably one that they should be putting more money into mm. because not even just looking at the last year we've been through. Look at what we have gone through socially in the last 20 years mental health is only declining it's not getting any better no and I think we need to be looking at ways that we can turn that around for that to begin to flourish because Mm. the medical side of things are getting better ish but the mental health side is only it's only getting worse it's for example like if you sign up to I guess talking therapies you can be waiting at least six months before someone contacts you for, for your referral and anything could happen in that six months mm. and let's be honest you know, GPs don't have that much time for each other or for us because it's, you only have you're literally allocated a seven and a half minute slot which is probably less less now that they're doing telephone consultations first that's crazy you know but you yeah. know I think go on I think the stigma of mental health I I think that's affected the funding because I, I think only possibly maybe within the last five, seven years, they've only started to realise mm-hmm. how important your mental health is and how it actually impacts on all aspects of your life, including your health. And I do believe because of the lack of understanding in mental health, they, did, they didn't think it needed as much funding. And I mm. think that they're starting to realise that they need to actually put in more in that field than they did before. And that's just due to stigma, I believe. I agree because if you think about it like for example in schools do you guys remember being spoken to about mental health when you hear about mental health you only hear of like suicide you don't hear of like mm-hmm. depression and the other things that people could be going through no. whereas now it's something that is being drilled in everywhere like you know if you're not mm-hmm. okay come and talk to me and stuff like that obviously we went to school millions of years ago but I don't remember being spoken to saying or or teachers saying that, you know, if you've got a problem or an issue, you can come and speak to me or, you know, you've got some sort of school counsellor, X, Y, Z. I don't remember seeing any of that. I don't remember a school counsellor. I remember school nurse, but not a counsellor. But even the school nurse, they're different to what we would have had because mm. most of the ones that we see in school are what like educational welfare officers that deliver basic first aid and give you a plaster if you've got a boo-boo. Oh, but, really? Yeah, but a lot of a lot of school nurses aren't like they're school based, but they're not based specifically in schools. So like mm. within the current trust I work for, you only see the school nurse if you've got a safeguarding issue, or if there's which a mainstream, is, which is ridiculous. Yeah, or if you're if you don't have a safeguarding issue, unless you know you've got some sort of health condition that the school nurse needs to write a care plan for, 
Otherwise, so wait, this, the school nurse is not in the school. No. Oh. So they'll have like educational welfare officers so that in school you'll think they are your school nurse, but they're not actual the school, school nurse. nurse. Yeah. Because the actual school nurse can't spend all her time or his time in your schools because they've also got like five, six, seven, eight other schools that they've got to deal with. Mm. I mean, in terms of so like in terms of like school wise, so for me personally. I saw a counsellor in primary school and secondary school and in college. And I knew about the services because my mum asked about them and right. she pushed for them. But if my mum didn't have the knowledge to ask and push for those kind of things, I wouldn't have known about them because it wasn't something that was openly spoken about. I mean, mm-hmm. when I went to go and see my counsellor when I was in secondary school, nobody knew I was going to see a counsellor in secondary school. Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't know. And I've seen a counsellor from year eight to year ten. Like don't get week. me wrong, people don't need to know that you've got this, but it's no, a service but that's not spoken know about. That the service is there, and people yeah. also know that it's okay to talk to someone. It's okay. Your mental health is just as important as your physical health, for example. Yeah, but it's not prioritized. You know, we used to have PSHE lessons, and a lot of those things about bullying were about drugs, maybe, or yeah. about like gang life, about knife crime, but you weren't spoken to about depression no or even about the rise of social media and how that could impact you in later life because mm-hmm. we grew up in an era where bbm and msn and bebo and pixo were the beginning of we start we with a generation oh, that's so began, true, actually, began yeah. to erupt. you know facebook came about when we, we were growing up with secondary school it all started with us with generation that kind of began and there was no in, there was no safeguarding in terms of internet safety you know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate what kind of pictures you should and shouldn't take of yourself for you example know? just like i'm not sure if you guys must you guys must have read it because i think that we all did he should have skipped oh my god look at those stories yeah. that went around schools and scared. and oh, like yeah. all the things that were going on in those stories i don't think we should have been reading at those ages but we were mm-hmm. and people just it's scared. like glorifying <laughs> it for us to be like oh my god this is what i want no <laughs> not yeah. at all and whose job is that whose responsibility is that but it falls back on us as we work for the nhs because we've created this nanny state that everything comes back to us but i i i believe i'm conflicted part of me feels like if it was privatized we'll get paid more money Mm. because we'll be respected a lot more Mm -hmm. but at the same time i would hate to see anybody suffer because they can't afford healthcare, and i think good healthcare is a basic human right and I feel we're yeah. very very blessed to be in a country where you can be sick and just walk into a hospital you know and it hurts me when I hear people from my own home country going to hospital and dying because they couldn't pay on time so they didn't treat them or turn up to hospital and saying well we can't take you we don't take trauma victims go to another hospital and someone's got a broken leg and a broken neck in the back of someone's car you know so it's stuff like that but I do think that they should bill people on the discharge time. They should show them how much their care costs and I give them a breakdown every time mm. they attend, like a receipt. I think so. Yeah. Do you guys, if you have any hospital appointments, get like that text that says if you miss this appointment, you have cost the NHS 150 quid. Yeah. No. I don't so, like, get that. so like some appointments you might go to and it tells you like you need to cancel if you're not gonna turn up, just cancel because someone else could use this spot. And it says how much the appointments would cost. But then just like I said to you guys, I think it was last week about like how much it costs when I was in the States. If people knew the true value of how of the services they're they're receiving, I think people's minds would change. But mm. again, that's just my views on it. They make they could do that, and people are still like, Yeah, we don't care, it's still free. Because people physically would come here to the UK just to use our health service because they know they're not going to get charged. Of course. And people also know that they can disrespect the NHS because the government does it. Mm -hmm. How are you going to tell a patient to respect me when the government who governs this, this country doesn't respect us? How? Exactly. You know, how many times do you hear parents or patients abuse you and say you're only doing this for the money you know you don't care what money yeah and, for me. and you think mate you probably earn more than me yeah for real. i'm doing this for the money more so i pay your bills because i pay my taxes mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. oh. 
it just frustrates me but no going back to your original question I think just like Diane said I think there's a part of the NHS that I think would benefit from being privatized Mm -hmm. but where do we start from and also like Diane said I couldn't bear to see someone go through someone have a negative outcome because they couldn't afford good Mm. decent healthcare. but then I think what we need to do as a society is we need to teach people to respect the health service it's true Mm -hmm. where's that got to start from the top from school as well and also do do the work from like the early years from the very beginning I think people need to appreciate what they actually have you're lucky you Mm -hmm. have these services and they're free you have people that are interested in helping you raise your kid you're not doing it by yourself you're not isolated you know but a lot of people find these things a hindrance oh why are they my business I don't want their help I'm fine you know and as they say that's it but then what you got to you lose it exactly um and i guess if we continue in a tory government we probably might lose the nhs because i think they are they're in the business of making money and i think if they could sell it off they would would. in a heartbeat but where would we be to us if they did that i don't know and i'd love to know where do we fit into that plan if it does Mm. get privatized if it does, it depends on, I guess, what type of companies you go for, for what type of jobs. It's true. And then your your experience. But then this will also bring about, I'm going to train more so that I can get a maximum or whatever banding or the maximum I can get for that particular thing. Mm. But then again, it also, like for us, like I mentioned before, the whole thing about like your maternity leave and your pension and stuff like that, that I can say we're quite lucky. Yeah. Because a lot of other jobs and professions don't have, or they don't They're offer, struggles. yeah, or don't have, or it's not offered the amount that we have. But then yeah. again, when are we going to use it? Well, to me, one percent would be acceptable if there was more incentives in nursing. If you knew that it's a course funded by the NHS purely, yeah, and you're still getting a bursary, if you yeah. you're going to get your childcare paid for, your travel subsidised. If you knew you're going to be supported to be a homeowner and given some kind of actual real discount, not stupid 5% for £700,000 house, actual proper benefits, then I would say fine. The perks is so cushy mm-hmm. that 1% is, not, is fine because you're getting all this stuff to go with it. But there is no package around nursing or midwifery that makes you feel protected or makes you feel like, yes, I'm working so hard and I'm seeing it reflected in my salary. No. Why are nurses going to food banks? Why are nurses getting up payday loans? Why are nurses having to work bank just to make ends meet because their normal salary does not satisfy them? But then this is also why people just, or nurses or midwives, just leave the country and go elsewhere, whether it's the Middle East, to the States or onto the continent. Because they're respected a lot more. And let's be honest, like we know nurses in the States and nurses in the Middle East are making bank. But then what makes me laugh is the British qualification is so respected worldwide, (laughs) right? If -hmm. you say you're a UK nurse trained here, you're given a lot of respect. So how come when you go to another country, they hold you on a pedestal like Ra, your proper, like you've got the... You know, the bread and butter, the creme de la creme, the Florence Nightingale, like you are up there. But yet the society, the people that trained you don't even hold you in that regard. You're like on the floor to them. How? Oh, I wish I had an answer to your question. It's just such a shame. Honestly. And then you've got the bloody NMC who just do nothing. <laughs> the you know the NMC, they I really feel like you, you do you guys know of that book? Um 1968 1986 by George Orwell yeah 1984 1984 I feel like the NMC is that I feel like the NMC are just constantly watching you I feel like the NMC are just always on your back and we can't do anything before thinking about the NMC how is this going to affect the NMC is it going to affect our pin the NMC haunts me I can't lie it haunts me and that shame and name and shame page really really got my anxiety up there <laughs> and this is why you know I don't I'm not I'm well we all went to the same uni I'm not sure what adult nursing was like but MPs they used to tell us that like, everything you do 
you can be scrutinized for even in your personal life like when you're out on the street you need to be careful how you act because this is it you know they can come for you you guys must have seen there was that video of those two black ladies that were fighting in in a canteen or something yeah you remember it was was like i think it was about a few months it wasn't it was a few months ago if i find it i'll send it to you i think it was in north mid you know that as well really wherever (laughs) wherever it was those nurses were struck off Eh? i believe so don't, okay, don't, don't quote yeah. me. But those nurses were struck off because they were caught on camera having a fight in uniform in a place of work, a physical fight. Wow. But I, yeah, mean, oh. I mean, I think getting struck off is a bit harsh. Yeah, Honestly, a lot of people get struck off for a lot less. If you, I, like, I'm glad you mentioned the fitness to practice page. Like, if you actually look at some of the things people have done. Some things you'll just think like you can really have just had a slap on the wrist. Mm. Whereas yeah. there's a lot that I think I think there's many other reasons to why these decisions were made, but I'm not gonna share them on the pod. But um <laughs> <laughs> the rationale for some of these things is just bizarre. Yeah. And it puts you on edge because it makes you think nursing is supposed to be a team effort and we're supposed to support one another. We're a sisterhood, a brotherhood. We're the biggest workforce in the NHS. Mm-hmm. And yet you heart, sometimes you feel you have to watch your back because as you mm-hmm. said, you don't know who's watching you. You don't know who's going to escalate it beyond your manager or beyond the, the trust. Because that's, that's how you get to fitness to practice. Someone has gone beyond, you know, and taken you that far. And we're not saying it's wrong because of course, if your practice is questionable and you're putting patients at risk, you have to go and be judged, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But as but as Gigi said, if you're looking at that and you're thinking, wow, this could have been sorted out with an action plan and robust learning or robust training or one-to-one or more support or more supervision, you know, why drag somebody's career through the mud? Why ruin someone's livelihood? And we already need nurses. Exactly. You know, this is it. We don't mm-hmm. have enough as it is. I mean, you've got a, a whole heap of them in fitness to practice. During COVID times where things are so uncertain, you know, you can only imagine the stress. And this is another reason to, this is another reason why we need to put forward 1% is just not enough. Because mm-hmm. once you become a nurse, a midwife, or anyone in the health in the health profession, your career affects your personal life. You can't shut down at all. You have to make sure you're like an A-class citizen. You just can't mm-hmm. take any risks. Not that I want to anyway, but... It's God right, forbid, you're right. God forbid I had to defend myself in self-defence. As soon as they label me as a nurse, that's it. Like, I, that's it. I could get my pin taken away. You, you know, see the headlines. Fair. Nurse killed someone in self-defence. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> this Whoa. person came to attack me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Honestly, like, people, your identity goes... Like, I'll give an example. I had a relative say to me oh, why haven't you had the vaccine? You're a nurse. Every nurse is meant to have a vaccine. Is it by right? force? And I was really shocked by the person who asked me because I was like, whoa, yes, I'm a nurse. But I'm also a human being mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. I can decide what I don't and do put into my body when I want to do it. But it was the assumption and the expectation was that you are a nurse, so you have to do this kind of thing. Yeah. Same way Clarissa said, if we do anything, we're not Clarissa, we're not Diane, we're not Geraldine, we are the nurse. The nurse did this, the nurse did that. And we have to always be checking ourselves. We can't be too drunk. We can't do Mm -hmm. drugs. We can't be out here on a plane doing rubbish. We can't be in Dubai in the middle of a pandemic because we look like irresponsible people. You know? We're not just us. You embody NHS. You become the figure of the NHS now. Mm -hmm. You do. Yeah. And then you're going to be scapegoated. 100%. I was invited to a wedding, I think, in October, September. And this these were the times where you were able to travel, but you had to self-isolate on your way back. I wasn't able to go to the wedding. And I just kept thinking, imagine if I did go, imagine if I didn't self-isolate and they caught me. The news heading would be the nurse, super spreader nurse. Like, yeah. uh, Jesus, imagine... 
was like, I can't go. Literally, that's the first thing that came to mind. I was like, to, I was like to be, I can't go to the wedding. If I did go and if I didn't self-isolate, that's it. My name would be all over the news. Nurse, yeah. the super spreader. That's it. My career's gone. And it's exactly. not even that. You come back and you have to isolate. They're not going to pay you for that isolation. No. Right? No. So how am I supposed to get half a month's wages? Yeah. Yeah. And but yet you're telling me that. Can... And mental health. That's exactly. Being, being hounded because you, the one nurse, has now ruined the trajectory of COVID declining because you, that one nurse, went to a wedding in Italy or wherever. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like... <laughs> I can't lie. I think we deserve we deserve way more than one percent. We deserve way more than four percent. Hundred percent, hundred and million percent. How much? Um, wait. So it was Scotland. I gave the four percent, and who gave the other percentage? One. One. No. Twelve percent was what the RCM were pushing for with their fair pay to nursing. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that I don't see as much as I don't see that happening. It would be nice. It would be great. Because if you said a 4% increase to your salary is like one three, what would 12% be? That's life-changing money. 100%, mate. Also, the fact that we don't even get our travel subsidised. Exactly. my My brother's joining the Met and he gets free travel in and out of London. You know, that's just... How crazy is that? They yeah. also get free hot drinks from McDonald's, but, you know, that's not what we're on. Oh, for real? <laughs> oh, interesting. Wow. Like, look at all these benefits that other... What was the word? I want to say other needed professions <laughs> have. And what do we get? Nothing. That's mad. Travel, that's what I'm saying. Travel is, for me, from zones one to four, £200 a month. 180 mm-hmm. to 200 pounds a month so imagine. that's just you know and then imagine for me like I live in zone six if I'm working in zone one you're at least spending like 250 280 on a travel card monthly 100%. yeah I, and you're not going to give me any sort of discount on that price when I'm coming to do a job yes that I love and I chose to work here but I didn't sign up to all of this extra stuff no no, no. but I have to adhere to it yeah so how about you know let's let's do the tango and you give me what's mine i think we need to just go on strike i think we haven't been on strike nurses have not been on strike and yes it's purely because we can't leave vulnerable patients at risk but i can't lie i think we need to do something drastic something worrying and i think we need to really really show them that with us without us Mm -hmm. you know shit can go left real quick you know and I just don't feel like they realize that and I think they take advantage of the fact that we won't strike no I totally agree just like everything you've just said if we go on strike like, the only reason we don't go on strike is because we don't want to leave vulnerable people without the support they need and that's a big but, shame but, but I'm sorry guys don't you think, we- though, go on don't you think that that's where the government take advantage of us because they know we won't we won't do it 100 percent of course 100 million percent a hundred percent because there's, they I mean, prey on that they prey on that i mean especially for, for like itu nurses for example their their specialty is one-to-one nursing what happens if one of them strike mm-hmm. you know what i mean they can't they can't do it i mean i itu nurses even doctors and surgeons i mean the medical field in terms of striking we just can't do it and it, that it's like a form of emotional blackmail to be honest it is no it because, is because they're playing on what they know that we won't we won't do and if we do it we're labeled as you know disgraceful we're willing to leave people there suffering yeah. without help when really and truly we're also people that are suffering like yeah. you said diane there's nurses that are out there going to food banks to feed themselves and their families yeah yeah they're yeah, they're professional in their own right exactly with, with a degree or a diploma and they've worked really hard how is that fair and how is that just you have an mp going between his constituency home and his city home or his country home get claiming we could have that. working from home does that make sense i don't get it 
and I think what annoys me is London is an expensive city. London is always going to get expensive, especially now with COVID that's happening. Well, that's happened or that's happened, hopefully. Now I'm, I'm going to try and put COVID in the past. But, you know, inflation's going to go up and that's just going to stretch out our money a bit more. And, you know, it's it's just going to, again, it's going to affect our mental health. It's going to affect our performance. It's just, it's just, it's going to be a vicious circle. Legit, because our wages aren't going up. For example, uh-uh. look at the price of petrol. <laughs> Currently, if you look at the price of petrol compared to what it was six weeks ago, it's How's gone it got up. up. Yeah, because now it's looking at like one twenty, one thirty, depending on where you are. That's a lot of money. Remember uh, the start of lockdown when it dropped. Legit, <laughs> there were days. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Diane were getting petrol for 99p or less. Trust yeah. me. Wow. A year later, we're paying, what, 120 per litre. But my wage hasn't gone up. It's, it's, we're definitely unappre- underappreciated. We're not, our job is underestimated in all aspects. It's just, and I think they just take advantage. They, they do take advantage of us. And that's just the main point. For me, they just take advantage of us, 100 million percent. Definitely, I totally agree. But what can we do? Like, what can we actually do? We have, as I agree, we have to, we have to strike. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't see anything else. I think we really need to shake, shake them up a bit because. We, we need to strike and we need to, in a way, and I'm just gonna, I don't know it's going to sound bad, but we need to threaten them that we will strike. And because of them, they're putting other people mm-hmm. in serious, you know, situations because they're just not paying us properly. Exactly. It's just purely because of them. And of course, the media will switch that back on, on us and how you said it they'll call us disgraceful and everything but the main point is is because of them we're not getting treated how we should and exactly there's been a lot of nurses over the last year that have said that they once corona is, is, is over that they will be leaving the profession so how are you really gonna, yeah so how are you going to replenish those nurses before the ones before us that want to strike also i read in one uh, study that nursing it's not a profession that the younger generation actually look up to and why because they were underpaid were known as the professionals underpaid they and the study also said that these young people they don't want to go into a profession where people feel sorry for them exactly you know and we're known to wipe asses like literally we're known for the three things people feel sorry for us because we're underpaid it's a low-paid job and that we physically wipe asses and the younger generation, they're just not into it. How how else, how are you going to get more nurses if this is how the younger generation think? We're not enticing them at all. No. So, oh boy, I just hope that this, like our conversation really strikes some chords, regardless of whatever type of political party you'd vote for. And just mm-hmm. makes you like realise like, wow, this is actually more serious than we think yeah because already... let's be honest mm-hmm. like we went through our proper first covid winter last last winter we don't know what's going to happen this year i'm not trying to wish for it to come back because i really don't um but we don't know what it's going to be like and we know winter time is always the worst time of the year for us in the nhs 100 percent. and again like you said is another thing that falls on the nhs winter exactly. but we only pay if they only want to give us one percent and you think we're going to sit there and take it no we need to when, do more exactly when mps were getting a increase during the pandemic what was it like an extra three i want to say three million but it's probably not that i've forgotten the numbers but they were getting we once when everything was happening with black lives matter and all the protests were happening and there was the talks that were hidden about nursing pay rise and stuff like that the mps were also given the pay rise but everyone's That's fine good. with that that's it. It is ridiculous. It's not. It's not fair. It's just not fair at all. Mm-mm. Not but, at all. But I agree with but, you. But do you know what makes me mad? Is that we're the one profession that has to keep shouting about it to be heard. Mm-hmm. You know, 
other people can make at least one statement or pass one motion and it get taken to government, make a petition and it's heard. But for us, campaign after campaign, year after year, bringing evidence, showing how badly off nurses are, why do we have to bring so much evidence to back up our talk? Why can't you just believe us when we say we are being underpaid? Exactly. And again, as what you said, we had to bring evidence and we're still not getting anything in return with evidence with it, that backs up what we're saying. It's ridiculous. It's just such a shame. Mm. I just hope and pray that, you know, we can we can go out there, we can strike and we can shake them so that they can see what's really happening. I'll, I'll definitely join the strike. Because this is it's absurd. It's absurd. It really is. But guys, I think we could talk about this forever. Literally. I'm just trying to find some... Yeah, the, the statistics in regards to nursing patients is just out of this world. Shocking. <laughs> and even, I can't lie, to think that you can... Someone can come out of uni and your starting salary is 21k. In this current climate. What, it's like, mad. What are you going to do? Yeah, no, it's not on. Something needs to be done. And I think the unions, I think they need to do, I think they need to be a bit more forceful. They need to apply more pressure because these talks aren't just going to do it for us. No. no. I, I 100% agree with you. Ditto. It's just, I think there's been enough talking. There needs to be some action. As we always say, action speaks louder than words. Yeah. We need to... Yeah get out there and start whipping people not literally but you know <laughs> one way or another to get our points across mm. so know. just to read out what the one percent pay rise is for people a one percent pay rise for the average nurse wage would be only 333 pounds and 84 pence a year that is six pounds 42 a week and 17p per hour yeah, that doesn't and even 30, cover your parking. No, and about £30 a month. That's it. And we should be happy with that. Mm. I don't think so. Not at all. No. I think this is about to start an up for us. Time for me to, I was going to say, say right to my MP, lols, because they're not going to care. Um, it, it's time to start writing to our unions. I just feel like, Yes, the unions say they're doing things, but if we actually had more pressure from us, as in the actual nurses, yeah, it would push them to do something. What do you but guys I, think? But I agree. I do agree. But I feel like how many campaigns are we going to do? How much? I mean, then at the same time, I'm also hearing myself say that I'm also thinking, but what else can we do? If we stop making noise, we'll keep being treated badly, won't we? Yeah. Mm. Also, these agencies, when you do work for nursing agencies, yeah, you get taxed higher, but you get you get paid loads of money, you know? it's. It, I think it's just sad how a lot of nurses or midwives are, are just being driven to private areas, like private agencies, not even bank. Bank doesn't even pay you that well. No, and mm. that's taxed. That's the worst part. That's even taxed. But the thing with agency is that who's going to do your tax? So you can do it through a limited company or you can do it yourself. But you know what? But then these are these loopholes. If you registered as self no, if you did a limited company and you were self employed, you get less taxed. Yeah, that already sounds better. Right? Like there's already loopholes to accommodate your earnings. But then I think you just have to, again, all that keeps going on in my mind is like pension and oh, that leave yeah. because then you don't have any of that. No, you don't. Well, sick leave more so. Imagine you're going from making like thousands a week because you're one of those laundry nurses. You break your leg and you're on what, £77 a week. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> like that's actually heartbreaking mm -mm. Mm -mm. but ladies I think this is where we 
acrylic plates for now. Mm-hmm. This, we could definitely go around this in circles because I just find this is such a, a subject that we're very passionate about, and a lot of nurses oh, yeah. are passionate about it. Definitely, it's our definitely. lives. You know, it's our future. This is how we earn money. This is how we get to live our lives. We are governed by our salaries. You know, it's we true. and we if if we are not bothered about it, how can we expect Joe Block and the Rose to be bothered about it? Yeah, you're right. You're very, very right there. I can say that. But guys, if you have any insights and want to show your point across, please hit us up on our nursing the, the nursing handover Instagram page through a DM or on Twitter, which our Twitter handle is at the underscore handover. Yeah. And if you want to hit us up personally. For Clarissa, her Instagram at is at Clarissa Ferrara. For Diane, it's at DB Looks. And for me, it's at Jellybean with three L's and two A's. <laughs> I just had to make sure I get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got there in the end. He, he got, got there, there in the end. end. <laughs> but yes, guys, until next week. Yeah. Please share your thoughts with us because we love to hear from you guys. And we'll take it from there. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.